This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Governor Ivey delivered a State of the State address to the state of Alabama, as well as state lawmakers who were all part of the joint session last night. Ivy covered a range of topics on what she plans to do in the next four years. We must be prudent and wise with our folks' hard-earned dollars. We must support a strong economy in Alabama so mom and dad can provide for themselves and their children. We must support these hard-working parents. We must ensure that our children have the opportunity to receive a quality education no matter where they live. And we must prioritize the safety of our children and our communities. I believe Alabama can accomplish these goals and more because we believe in the power of strong families. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of work still ahead. But as I've said and said many times before, I'm confident Alabama's best days are still in front of us. The governor also called for a special session to take place in order to allocate the billions of dollars coming from the American Rescue Plan Act. I'm calling a special session of the Alabama legislature to begin tomorrow so that we can urgently address these endeavors. Let's wisely invest these federal monies to overcome some of our biggest challenges while also paying off our debts. The commissioner for the Alabama Department of Corrections announces a pay raise for state correctional officers. John Hamm says the increase in starting salary is to attract more prospects. The salary increase will also include those existing employees within the ADOC. The starting salary for correctional officers at a maximum security facility is $53,000. It's $50,000 at work release centers and community centers. Ham called this latest move the beginning of an ambitious agenda regarding hiring more officers, their retention and training, as well as building new prison facilities. The City Council of Mobile votes and approves a $1.5 million grant to the Mobile County District Attorney's Office. This was done in an effort to eliminate the backlog of cases within that judicial court. The vote comes despite the reluctance of some council members to allocate city money to that effort. They preferred for the state of Alabama to step in and help. District 5 Councilman Joel Davies told 1819 News that it's a sad day when the city has to put up the money for a state agency to get things done when the state government overall is enjoying the largest budget surplus on record. Davies also says he sees it as a failure of the state to properly fund the criminal justice system, which is unfair to both the citizens of the state and those who are in jail awaiting swift justice. District Attorney Keith Blackwood made the request for the money to Mobile Mayor Sandy Stimson, as well as the city council, saying the added money will hire more prosecutors and legal aid for the next three years. The Young Americans for Freedom at the University of Alabama have secured a special visit from former Vice President Mike Pence. Pence will be coming to Alabama this April to speak to the group. Pence served as VP under the Trump administration and most recently appears to be considering a run in 2024 within the Republican presidential primary. 
Avalo Airlines out of Mobile announces a nonstop service to Orlando, Florida that'll begin on May 31st. The flights will take off twice a week, Thursdays and Sundays, using a Boeing Next Generation 737. Alabama now becomes the 22nd state to offer Avalo Airlines and their services. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, two of four Americans that were abducted in Mexico are confirmed to be dead. The whereabouts of the other two are still unknown. The two Americans were killed at the hands of Mexican cartel members in Matamoros, Mexico. U.S. authorities are working with the Mexican law enforcement to locate the missing persons. All four were from North Carolina and had entered Mexico related to medical tourism, which involves getting medicines or cosmetic procedures done. The victims are identified as Latavia McGee, Shahid Woodard, Zindel Brown and Eric James Williams. The group was first chased by cartel members after they crossed into Mexico in a white minivan. The group was then shot at, causing them to wreck their vehicle, and from there they were kidnapped. Authorities are trying to determine if this was a direct targeting of U.S. citizens or a case of mistaken identities. After 16 months, a woman who was nominated by Joe Biden to head up the Federal Communications Commission, Gigi Sohn, is calling it quits. Sohn is now withdrawing her nomination after a lengthy bout of questioning and controversy erupted within congressional Republicans over Sohn's stance on police. This all comes based off of her social media posts. Sohn says her confirmation process was unrelenting, dishonest, and cruel, coming from cable and media lobbyists who are seeking to control who heads up the regulatory commission. The Fraternal Order of Police, along with the National Association of Police Organizations, were opposed to Sohn as a nominee based on her anti-police rhetoric. Here's just a sample of the questioning that occurred in congressional hearings. In this case, it was between Sohn and Alaska Republican Dan Sullivan. Uh, here's a retweet. Your raggedy white supremacist president and his cowardly enablers would rather kill everybody than stop killing black people. That's a retweet. Damn, that's, that's way out there, right? I mean, do you think most Republicans are racist and white supremacists? Absolutely not, Sam okay, Sullivan. That's none of what you're re- you're No, I don't. I, I, I'm not familiar with that tweet, but I'm remember, happy to look at it. Remember retweeting that one? I do not. I've, okay. I've tweeted probably 10, over 10,000 times, so I don't remember. Look, I think the average American, whether you're Republican or Democrat, is tired of this, right? The number of Biden nominees who come out here and have tweeted about Republicans being white supremacists and racists, it seems like that's how you get nominated in this administration. A few weeks ago, the Daily Detail did a report on the fact that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy had turned over 40,000 hours of security video to Tucker Carlson on Fox News. Those videos are from within the Capitol building on the infamous January 6, 2021 rally and protest over the 2020 election results. Those within mainstream media have actively portrayed that incident as an insurrection. Now Tucker Carlson and his team of researchers and producers are starting to report on what they found from the video coverage, and the results are causing various congressional members, as well as those in the media, to lose their calm, to put it mildly. The first night that Carlson issued a report on the videos was Monday of this week. In less than 24 hours, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer headed to the U.S. Senate floor on Tuesday morning to call on Fox News owner Rupert Murdoch to stop Carlson from any more reports. Rupert Murdoch, who has admitted they were lies and said he regretted it, has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight now that he's seen 
how he has perverted and slimed the truth. So here is just a portion of what Tucker Carlson of Fox News said on Monday night about what the 40,000 hours revealed about the Trump supporters and conservatives who were marching in Washington, D.C. for the Stop the Steal rally. Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January 6th. Protesters queue up in neat little lines. They give each other tours outside the speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. They're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. They're there because they believe the election was stolen from them. They believe in the system. And here's what Tucker Carlson revealed about one person in particular who became known as QAnon Shaman. Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th, a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 